Hey guys, how are you? Welcome to today's episode. Thanks for tuning in. This is English with Rochelle, aka Tipsy Tutor English, aka Fast English Made Easy. Regardless of the title of the podcast, the theme always stays the same. I sit down with a drink of something, coffee, wine, whatever, and I ramble about a topic. So, totally unscripted English. And then I give you the transcript and vocabulary list totally for free on my website, EnglishWithRochelle.com. So, without further ado, let's get into today's episode. Okay, you guys, what is up? I am back with my sick voice, but you know what? This is just what happens to me whenever I get sick. I lose my voice to varying degrees. Sometimes I lose my voice completely, like I literally cannot create sound, but this time I just have a raspy voice, so I'm not mad about it. I kind of love it. I am ready. I have my glass of wine. I'm pretty excited to share with you guys the story of how I almost purchased a whole ass boat. But first, please like, comment, share, subscribe. All of the transcripts, vocab lists, idioms, and all that is linked down below in the description. This is my eighth episode now of Tipsy Tutor English, and so I only have 27 subscribers, I think. <laughs> At least on YouTube is what I can see. So share this with people. Get the word out. But yeah, that's everything, really. Sit back, enjoy, get a drink. To start off, I should tell you guys, how did I find this boat, right? So I've been traveling Europe for the last seven weeks now. And by Europe, that's not correct. I've only been in the Netherlands, Belgium, and Madrid. So for the first part of my journey, I was in the Netherlands. One of the cities that I visited was Middelburg. And you guys, it is easily my favorite city in the Netherlands that I've been to. I really do love the whole country of the Netherlands. My family is originally from there, so I have a lot of extended relatives there. I love the language of Dutch. I speak a little bit of Dutch, which explains my channel name. Ik ben Rochelle. It means I am Rochelle. Anyways, that's like my roots, right? And so I feel a connection to the place, which also makes sense as to why I almost bought a boat there. Boat life might seem a little alternative, but it suits my personality because I also have a van back in the States. I don't know if you're familiar with that, but van life, that's me. So I'm into that alternative living, minimalist lifestyle. That explains, for starters, how I even found a boat in the Netherlands, why I was there, and why I even like seriously considered it. I love the city. I love the country. I love the language. And I'm really into alternative living lifestyles. One thing I also should add is that currently the Netherlands has a housing shortage of, of sorts. And so if you like realistically want to move there, obviously you can find an apartment. But for me, like, why would I struggle and try to find an apartment and pay a lot in rent when I would feel perfectly comfortable living on a boat? Like, that does. That's totally okay by me. So, yeah. <laughs> that's, like, 
the general picture here that you guys should have. So let's get more into it. So I have looked into or considered purchasing a boat even in the United States. I tossed around the idea of a sailboat or a motorized boat and I ultimately came to the conclusion of purchasing a trawler, which if you're not familiar, a trawler is basically a fishing boat, but just picture a lot more living space. For example, the boat that I almost purchased had a whole ass bedroom, a proper bedroom, and two additional beds. And it had three different patios on it. Like, there's a lot of living space. Even before going to Europe, I had this idea in mind. I wanted to have a trawler. So, um, you know, walking around in Middleburg, enjoying the city, taking all the pictures, enjoying the charm of the town, I just randomly came across a marina, a liveaboard marina. It was totally unintentional. <laughs> I walked the boats, I walked the marina saw what the vibe was like, just looking at the boats, admiring it, thinking to myself how awesome it would be to live there, because it was right in the center of the city too. It was prime location and a proper liveaboard marina, so if I were to purchase a boat there, I'd already have a place to put it, you know what I mean? Um, anyways, I'm getting ahead of myself. Back up, Rochelle, back up. So I'm walking the marina, and I come across this trawler. I remember seeing it across the water. So I had to cross a bridge to the other side to get a better look at it. Because I'm like, wow, this is a really good looking boat. It's in great condition. And it's a trawler. Like, cool, let's get a better look at it. When I got closer, I noticed it had a for sale sign in the window. As serendipitous as it is, I thought to myself, wow, this is just meant to be. I wasn't boat searching. I was just walking where my heart took me. <laughs> and I came across this boat. And truly, it was in really good condition. The owner definitely takes care of this boat. And yeah, I live in the United States. I have a place to live already in the United States. I have a great job back in the States. My whole life is there. I have nothing aligned for me to actually move to a whole different country. You know what I mean? So I just, I felt really drawn. I felt very compelled to this boat. So to appease this connection, this draw that I had, I decided, okay, Rochelle, just take a picture of the number, but keep walking. Like we are not purchasing a boat. Okay. So that's what I did. Took a picture, kept walking, walked the rest of the marina, and then I went and got ice cream and just tried to get my mind off of this boat, but I just couldn't. I could not stop thinking about it. So I texted my older brother, who shares similar personality traits to mine, and I said, hey, I found this boat that's literally perfect. What should I do? And he's like, just text the guy. You don't have to do anything. You're, you're not committed to anything if you text the person, you know? So I agreed, and that's what I did. I texted him, I texted him in Dutch, and I realized that I probably sounded like a scammer because what I texted him in Dutch translated to, hi, my name's Rochelle. I'm an American nurse. Is your boat for sale? Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> Come again? And he responded to me with, yes, it is. Why are you a serious buyer? And I said, yes, I am. 
I would love to see it. Do you have any more pictures of the inside? And I still have the pictures. I still have the screenshots of this whole conversation. And you guys, it was beautiful. It was so well-maintained. Plenty of living space. There's a washer inside. It had an actual sofa. These all sound like very basic things, but when you consider it being a boat, it's amazing. So I thought, okay, just look at the inside in person, you know? Like... (laughs) The pictures weren't enough, okay? The pictures weren't enough. And so I said, oh, wonderful. Um, trying to play it cool. Don't look too interested. I asked him the price. And the price was so much cheaper than what the same boat would have costed back in the United States. To make sense of this, you should know that the market in the Netherlands for boats is far more saturated than it is in the United States because there's a big sailing boating culture there and there's a lot of canals you know what I mean plus things just cost less in Europe than they do in the states it would have been a really good purchase is what I'm getting at so along with the pictures and the price of the boat I decided yes it would be worth my time to see the boat in person we arranged a time an hour later he met me at the boat. I asked him, like, why are you selling this boat? And he's like, well, I have four kids and it's not enough space for me, my wife, dog, and four kids. I'm like, valid. Okay. It's plenty of space for a family of three and a couple dogs, but not enough for a family of five and dogs. You know what I mean? For me, it'd be a mansion. For them, no. And yeah, the interior definitely matched the pictures in person. And um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you guys except that it was all too good to be true. Like it was a perfect situation. Minus, minus, I didn't have all of the money in cash. So I would need to get a bank loan somehow to purchase this boat internationally which is very complicated apparently. Plus, realistically, boats need to be maintained consistently. And I live back in the United States across a whole ass ocean. I have my life back there. So I have no idea when I'd be able to return, you know? So those two factors of the money, trying to figure out an international bank loan and life... (laughs) Unfortunately, like timing, those are the only reasons why I did not purchase the boat. Everything else is perfect. He had the maintenance records. Oh, it also had the slip arranged for another year. And in order to live aboard it, you just need to be a member of the boating organization in the city. It was very straightforward. Everything was perfect, you guys. I'm telling you, everything. So that's where I left it at when I was there talking to the guy. I told him, I will tell you within 24 hours if I want to move forward just to respect his time, you know? I sit up all night, you guys, looking up the logistics of the bank loan and everything, um, and it just didn't work out. That's basically it. That's really how the boat got away from me. I still think about that boat, and I still think about how awesome it would be to have a place to live in Europe. Like, how sick would that be? But having a boat requires a lot of maintenance. So it's probably for the best that I didn't because it would have just been sitting there without me maintenance and that's not the right thing to do. It is for the best that it didn't work out. But everything else, you guys, let me tell you, was perfect. So yeah, 
Now I'm in Madrid, and I love the city here in Madrid a lot. The people here are super cool, very open. I have how many more days left? Like 10, 11, 11 more days here. And then I go back to the States, back to my real life, the day-to-day life. And I don't know if the boat is still for sale. I could text the guy if I wanted, but that's not cool. That would give him false hope. But yeah, there you go. That's one of the many travel stories that I have of me and the Netherlands. I will be sharing more travel stories with you guys here on the podcast. Like, comment, share, subscribe. All of the transcripts, vocab lists, and idioms and all that is linked down below in the description. And I hope you guys all have a great day.